I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The UEFA Champions League quarterfinal has come to an end. Fantastic matches. Real Madrid versus Liverpool, Paris Saint-Germain versus Bayern Munich, Porto versus Chelsea, and Manchester City versus Dortmund. All the games bar the second leg between Liverpool and Real Madrid produced goals. And that is something we love to see. Of course, I am Lutana Oroche and I will be breaking down, reacting, analysing each of these games and telling you my thoughts exactly what happened. Why did Liverpool go out? Why did Dortmund go out? Like, there's so much to discuss, actually, especially for the Real Madrid and Liverpool game. This will be my main talking point. I also have a lot to say about Manchester City and Dortmund. And I, I also have a lot to say about, you know what? I have a lot to say about everything. So why don't you sit tight and relax and listen to the best football podcast. Welcome to your favorite podcast, the number one Talk Soccer Podcast. Welcome back. I'm going to start from Paris, where Bayern got a one new win thanks to Eric's Maxim Chupomoting, but it wasn't enough. Of course, we know the away goal rules. Paris scored three away goals in Munich and Bayern just scored one. So 3-3 on aggregate, but Paris went through on away goals. And now I have to talk about something. And this thing I want to talk about because this is actually what I, this is all I feel about. Like this is what I feel. Wait, I know how to speak English. Let's, let's, let's calm down. This is all I feel like talking about. <laughs> Finally, that wasn't easy. Ah, okay, yeah. This is all I feel like talking about. And that is Neymar's performance. But before I get to that, I'm going to touch on a few things. A few young guys, Colin Dagwa held his own, you know, like... Like, to be honest, he's suspect, okay, but he's young. And, like, a lot of things could have happened. I also need to talk about Leroy Sané. Leroy Sané was... What's the word? He just didn't do it, you know, like, like what I need from players like Sané and from so many other players is you may not be having your best game. And like a Sané best game is a game where he's so threatening. We know this player, fantastic player. 
he just runs right at you like he's not he's not really cutting corners like he's beating you for pace and directness and turning you in and out and even though we don't get Sunny at his best we expect him to do the basic things right and i and in very crucial moments Sunny was at the center of making very poor choices in and around the box and i'm not just talking about misses like i can't excuse misses of course but like this is football and as 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 sad as it is for any fan or any player or anybody involved in a certain club when you when you waste chances i don't know there's something that happens i find it i find it easier to forgive wasted chances than to forgive ridiculous decisions and lorenzani was really at the center of so many ridiculous decisions yesterday as i mentioned earlier he he had a chance to slide into mosmola uh a simple three-yard pass and Thomas Muller will be clean through on goal. One-on-one -on -one with Keloy, he didn't. Also, he had a chance to really set up some guys. Uh, like, two players actually were in the box uh, in the 90th minute. Actually, there, like, I don't really... Of course, he could have just played it faster and just sent it back immediately. And then the other guy would have wrapped his foot around approaching the ball. But, but what I have to say is this. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about in particular. But, like, after Lerosani wasted one second, I think that was uh, Jamal Musiala in the box. Um, I, can't, I, can't, I can't quite remember, but what Lirasani should have done, sorry, what Jamal Musiala should have done was attack the 60th box. Because once Sani hesitated for the first second, and of course that pass to him, who was waiting in that half pocket, to Musiala, I think, if it's not Musiala, forgive me, but that player who was waiting in that half pocket of space uh, in the box, once Lirasani wasted a second and that person lane was blocked off he was meant to sprint to the six yard box where Sunny would just give him the ball and tap in but moving on from Sunny, a lot of players were brilliant as well as i said Kylian mbappe played a very good game he created like three four big chances i haven't checked the statistics but of course i watched the games and i saw that he was really direct really brought his teammates into it was really threatening and really gave phg a lifeline and an option uh, out of pressure um to be honest, I was very surprised Marco Verratti didn't get any playtime, but of course Mauricio Pochettino will not be asked about this too much because of course they are through to the semi-final of the Champions League. Fantastic. But I want to really talk about Neymar's performance because this is actually what a lot of people have been reacting to. And like, my thoughts on Neymar haven't changed and it's still the same thing for me. And I, I don't think I've ever publicly shared my thoughts on Neymar. Everybody who knows me personally, personally, and who've discussed football on Neymar one-on-one, -on -one, they really know where he stands with me. But like, this is the first time I'm actually going to publicly state and say everything I think about this player. Um, due to, like, actually, due to all the reactions I've seen on social media, so I just want to say my thoughts and I just want to put it out there. His performance showed who Neymar is, okay? He's a very skillful player who, on his day will do what he wants to do you know like i have to tell you something it takes a certain quality in football to do what you want to do you know or in any game you know there are just certain players in the game in any game any sports when they when they are that level where they do what they want to do you know like it's uh in the nba you see steph curry you see dame lillard you just come through half court from the logo they pull up and they just it doesn't matter the kind of defense you play they are hitting that logo three like we see we like we just see like it takes a certain quality as i said to get to the level where you just do what you want to do like, it's not about the defender it's not about the team and neymar is on that level in terms of ability in terms of talent but there are some things i have to make clear i am not the biggest fan of judging players based off that based of ability based of talent and i've also not said neymar doesn't deliver i've also not said he's not consistent but what i have to say is this like i don't quite 
read them as highly as a lot of people do because I don't think I should based off like year in year out like his actual impact in certain moments and in the season as a whole mind you he's very injury prone and that is also a big problem probably not his fault but like every season he spends a large chunk of it out and then plays just like maybe the beginning or towards the end and then of course he does well he's a fantastic footballer but like all these things contribute to how I actually rate him and for yesterday's game like of course football football fans football fans always analyze results you know like everyone is raving about Neymar everyone is raving and rightly so because he showed some filthy piece of skill so many times you know doing what he wants to do as I said earlier getting past players with ease but he missed so many big chances and I have to say I have to say I must say if Paris didn't go through the narrative about Neymar would be totally different so like we shouldn't really base our analysis off results because like what would be the analysis of Neymar is, is this guy had so many chances so many chances to put the game to bed and he didn't he failed to take them like pretty clear chances and what we have to understand about football is that at the end of the day goals are the most important thing like like right now, I've told you my thoughts on Neymar as a player. I'm not saying he's not a clinical player. Like I've talked about that. I've said how like I rate him very highly. Like he's one of those players who is on that level of I do what I want to do. I've also said his injuries haven't helped, and like because of that, like he misses so much of the season, season in, season out, and it's just like, like at the end of the day, we know he's good. And but like, and in the couple of matches he plays, he does well a lot of times. Sometimes like he really is interested in showing off. This is something I don't like about Neymar. Not the fact that he does kiss, but the fact that he slows his team down extremely in a lot of games and this is very intentional you understand because he just i don't know it's just the way he plays football sometimes he just is facing his business going past players dribbling purposefully like mind you i'm not against the dribbling i'm against what neymar does in a lot of games where he's really slowing the pace of the game down making the defense really 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 reform and arrange itself because he just wants to stop and fake fake waste time then like all those kind of things really they don't see well with me but as I said, fantastic player. But talking about this game and people's analysis of this game, I didn't like. I don't like how people are talking about only the positives, because like those big chances missed could have could have could have really hurt Paris. Given the chance that Bayern as well also created a lot of chances and they they should and could have scored a lot more goals. And if they did, then we'll be talking about something totally different. So 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 how do I rate this kind of performance? I it's uh, it's not the it's not the craziest performance for me because. Like, let's face facts, these chances, big chances, just matter a lot. Like, now, moving away from Neymar and coming to Liverpool, as a Liverpool fan, how I wish Salah, Vijnaldum, just score their chances. Like, don't do any other thing. They just don't do any other thing. The chances come to you, score it. You know, this is it. You get If you score your chances consistently as a footballer, you're a superstar. Even though you don't do one more thing, you're a world-class player. You know, this is also something that people, like nowadays, have very weird opinions about that. Being just a goal scorer is a bad thing. <laughs> LOL. No, it isn't. Like, if you do your job, no matter what your job is in a team, like, no matter, even if it's just one thing you do, and you can actually do it to a high level and consistently, you're a world-class player, as simple as that. So, back to Neymar and also back to Liverpool. As we saw, like, Liverpool went out from the Champions League. Why? They didn't score. The chances, they had big chances. They had big chances and they didn't score. And, like... 
if after everything Neymar did yesterday, like just to put into perspective, not to blame him, but let me just put it into perspective and make my point finally, so you can understand what I'm saying. He went past players, he created a couple of good chances. But now what you have to understand is that he was presented with so many big chances to score, not just chances, big chances, and he missed them. So what does this mean? This is a Neymar directly, directly. If he did better in situations, not situations where like, oh, lot of tough lad. In situations where he should have buried the ball into the back of the net, you can hold him culpable. But just like, just like I'm going to say very clearly, Vinaldo, Mo Salah, these guys are really responsible for Liverpool going out. They, they did a lot of things well as well. Like, but this is just the facts about football, you know. Like you have, like at the end of the day, like it all narrows down to putting the sphere into the rectangle. That is all it is. Putting the ball into the back of the net. That's all it is about. At the end of the day. And they did a lot of things well. And like I'm happy with the performance from Liverpool as a Liverpool fan. But at the end of the day you have to score your goals. And same goes with Neymar. So I will I will never ever feel comfortable erasing big chances missed from games because the results went in 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 in, in their favour. As a team, as if Liverpool went still went through like it's a brilliant performance, but if I want to analyze Salah, for example, if I want to analyze Jenny Vinaldo, if I want to analyze Firmino, if I want to analyze certain players who missed good chances, I can't just let it go away because, like, if other players didn't score their chances, then we'll be looking at something else. And for Paris, they didn't even score. They we're just also fortunate that Bayern were also wasteful on the other end, Lyra Sandy not helping at the most. So, like, yeah, that's his start. So, basically, on Neymar, the whole summary of, of his performance yesterday, which everyone was raving about, or, like, whenever you're listening to this podcast, maybe it's not like. <laughs> Today you're listening to it, but like on Tuesday night, the performance on Tuesday night, it was a good performance generally. He created chances, it was lively. And above all, there's something that people can't really quantify that Neymar gives, and that is the entertainment and football. Like, as much as a lot of people won't want to admit it, a lot of football is very, 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 a lot of football is very, very business oriented. Of course, you have to get them results, that's all it's about, actually. But he still manages to try and impact the results with a certain swagger, which, of course, it's exciting to see because, like, Let's just face facts, we don't have players like this in a game anymore. That just add that sauce, you know, all those things, the flicks and doing all those things before shooting and stuff and like really dribbling players, taking them out of like to be honest, you can be as effective as Neymar without being as skillful as this is not a topic to discuss now. But the truth is that that added spice as you're also trying to impact the game with that spice. It's really something that really excites a lot of people and people really love to see whether they they are bit or not. So this of course gets people excited when they have the chance to see Neymar and as I've learned a lot of people don't watch the French League so like these Champions League games at the time where they get to see Neymar Jr like oh my goodness he's actually different from I can say every, anyone we have in the game today right now we don't really have players like this but as I said I'm not forgiving his big chances miss. so like the performance wasn't it's a bit of a hype to be honest like he, he got away with one he missed 3-4 big chances that is that is like, that's some Vinicius level kind of team, man. <laughs> now, moving on from that game, but congratulations to PSG and Neymar anyway. Liverpool, they, they, what can I say? The first leg, I mentioned how Real Madrid dominated the game and deserved their win, but I also mentioned how they were fortunate that Liverpool were actually, like in the goals Real Madrid scored, Liverpool, Liverpool were just, it was just poor defensively, errors defensively, passing to Real Madrid players, Leaving three men in the box, like, like as I said in the first episode, reacting to the first leg of the quarterfinals of the Champions League, 
even though Real Madrid dominated the game, the game could have ended very differently. Very well could have ended very differently. Like very easily could have ended very differently. If Liverpool just dis defended decently, you know, it could have ended differently. Like hundred percent. Like okay, Real Madrid dominated Liverpool, but then they won't win because they really didn't create much like that. You know, Liverpool were just really poor defensively, and they and they allowed some really cheap goals. Like if they were just decent defensively and uh, played poorly in terms of the way they carried the ball forward and all. They probably won't lose that game. And now today is almost the reverse case where you have Liverpool actually dominating Real Madrid, actually creating chances or failing to score. Like in the first second or first how many seconds, Salah has a chance to like one on one and he just fluffs it and plays it directly at Courtois, you know. Like and from that moment on, I'm like, oh, it's one of these games. And it's very easy for me to take this kind of games. The Liverpool fans very easy for me to accept this kind of losses. Because like I don't know, uh, above all, like above all, I'm a football fan and like I play the game. And I just know it like you don't get chances and miss it and like like it's not every day that you have your luck with you, you know, like it's not every day where these things just go for you, like you actually get your chances, you miss your chances and then you still end up going through. No, like we can remember the game against Barcelona. They were like okay, they started off they they, they had some half chances, okay, Liverpool. Well, like, but then they were so clinical, and this is all it takes, like you know, like if they scored this even at least one goal in that first half, especially. The second half would have been totally different affair. For the lineup, for how Klopp decided to go, and for everything he did, I really don't have much to say about that. I think the lineup was okay. It wasn't what like I expected Thiago to start, and as we could see, when Thiago came on, he made a really good impact. But the truth is that the team Klopp put out, they did well, they created chances, and they should have scored at least, at least. This is like including a couple of big chances missed to at least two goals, to be honest. And that would have been enough to carry them over the line, but they didn't. And thankfully, Real Madrid, like Real Madrid and themselves are also not in an easy position, you know. Like, yes, Liverpool have suffered a lot of injuries also, and then for some reason, they have a lot of superstars and guys who actually really contributed to making Liverpool the side they have been in the past few years on really poor form. But Real Madrid as well, they have like so many senior players injured. Sick and for so many reasons, just out not being able to participate. So, like for Real Madrid, the effort was there defensively. Like, the chance Liverpool missed was not due to anything concerning Real Madrid's defensive prowess or anything. They were just they are all on Liverpool. I'm not going to give Real Madrid credit for, for Liverpool's uh, misses, but what I have to say is this once again, back to my football philosophy. You know, like, I'm very happy when effort is rewarded. Like, they, they worked hard defensively, they like at some point, like, they knew, like. We can't outplay these guys. Tony Cruz was pulled out from the game because he was knackered. You know, he was brilliant from club to actually play like legs in that midfield. You know, they couldn't. They couldn't. Liverpool pressed well. They couldn't just get a hold of the game, and they accepted more or less. They tried to be careful in possession when they when they won it back and tried to keep it with them as long as possible, not just putting it back to Liverpool. You know, try and see if they can stretch play a bit from the wings with finishers, especially. It didn't work at all. But what I loved was the fact that yes. They really put that effort in defensively. They really work defensively. And at the end of the day, I have to say the luck was on their side, you know, like, as you say, hard work pays off and it really does pay off, you know, like, each and every one of those players who come up from the field tonight feeling they deserve the win and they should feel that way because, fine, Liverpool were very wasteful, fine, but this is not what they're going to be talking about. They know that they really hustled. They know, like, okay, they create a lot of big chances, but, like, to be honest, with the way Liverpool were playing, moving the ball very fast and all, if they didn't put as much effort as they did Real Madrid in defending, then Liverpool would have created more. Fernand Mendy was good, Edel Militao, 
maybe this is his time. Maybe it's time for Real Madrid not to renew on Ramos if he's acting for asking for a really fat fat check, much fatter than what he's getting right now. To be honest, because Militao, like, come on, he was really he was really anticipated he's coming to Real Madrid, but he's not really been able to break into the side. And now he's give, he's been given the chance and he's done good stuff. So yes, basically that's just it. The first leg poor, Liverpool were poor, they couldn't hold on to the ball made defensive errors, got punished, nothing much else apart from that. But the shocking part for Liverpool is the same old story and the same thing that has also affected them in the Premier League this season. In a lot of games, not all games though, and this is their bad round that has been since end of December till probably just a few weeks ago, is that a lot of games, they actually don't play worse than the Liverpool that were win- finishing 97 points in the Premier League, winning Premier League, Champions League, Continental titles and stuff like that, and then World titles and stuff. But the truth is that they're so wasteful. They are so wasteful. It's unbelievable. Like, if we want to analyze this tie from like the 42nd minute of the first leg till the end of this, Liverpool actually dominated and created so many chances. And the fact that they scored only one goal from all of this is it is just like a real reflection of what Liverpool have really been going through this season, you know. You have forwards who are just not clinical enough in most games, you know. So like, to be honest, it's just a fair reflection, as I said. From like the first, second minute of the first leg to the end of this leg, Liverpool have created so many chances, like... They, they could have easily gone through if they had their shooting boots on. But that's that. And now, like, of course, I have to talk about Porto and Chelsea. <sighs> wow. Medi. Mediterranean. The Iranian international. What to go? What to go? Like, like this is this is, this is is why we love football. This is why we love the Champions League, you know. Ronaldo-esque, Bale-esque stuff from the Iranian international. Who, who in truth, has really come to life this season. Uh, he scored so many goals this season. And, like, I didn't expect it from him, you know. Like, ugh. I don't know, but it's just so unexpected how he has, he has managed to actually keep delivering. And not only in the league, but like in Europe as well, you know, like he's had like so many goals in recent months. And, and the way him and Marega link up up front, and at the end of the day, it wasn't enough to be honest. And as I said, they were never, ever, ever like, I don't know what Medi or Marega or <laughs> like whoever wants to do like they were never ever going to beat Chelsea like it's just one of those games you know like Chelsea is not Juventus like Chelsea just need to be like decent they don't need to be good fantastic as I said in my predictions just be alright and you will be alright you will go through no problems and lastly Manchester City versus uh, Dortmund what can I say first of all it wasn't undeserved for Manchester City to go through I'm going to address the controversy uh, because this tie is one of those ties, like, of course, we know Pep Guardiola will always be in the talks of Champions League controversy due to his days in Barcelona and due to a lot of matches, like the matches against Arsenal, the matches against Chelsea, and matches like that. Like, yeah, and again, he's, he's still, he has his team right in the middle of it, but like, when we hear controversy, controversy doesn't always mean that the referee made the wrong call. And I actually really want to talk about that right now and talk about like the first leg, the second leg and how everything went. First of all, Manchester City dominated Borussia Dortmund, which was expected. Uh, secondly, I feel like this game could very well have uh, gone Dortmund's way. 
as it has been the case of Manchester City in the last few years. This game is not very different from those games that they went out. I have to tell you that. For sure, it's not very different. The truth is this, Manchester City will almost always dominate almost every team they play. Like, it's not... A game Manchester City wins and a game they don't win is not really by a game where they, like, okay, we didn't create chances or we didn't dominate. Like, no, it's more about, like, how sloppy they are in defending, how how clinical they are in converting those half spaces and pocket of spaces in and around the box to actual chances. You know, these are the few things, these are the first two things, you know, that matter. But in terms of dominance, putting on the pressure, they will always do that to any team in the world, to be honest. And for Dortmund, I, I like the fact that they, they scored goals and they believed in their chances. Actually, they scored goals, they believed in their chances. They were clinical enough, to be honest. They were clinical enough, to be honest. At this level, like, if, like, looking at their ratio of, like, big chances created and the goals, they did a good job in that department. But at the same time, the way they played wasn't sustainable against Manchester City. Like, it's just like most games you see in the Premier League, you know? Like, at some point, you forget about playing football and just hoofing the ball away. And I understand this is as a result of Manchester City's pressure, but also, there's another way you can take this. You know, if you try to play football, then you can actually also force them to do some defending, in which they are not always perfect, as in which, like, especially in the Champions League, there have been errors with Manchester City, you get what I'm saying? And when teams actually show, I'm not afraid of you, I'm going to come at you then they can actually leak go to some kind of uncharacteristic mistakes you don't see from these players in the Premier League. And we see them doing this kind of mistakes in the Champions League. So, altogether, I think, like, as I said, Manchester City put the pressure. They kept the burners on. They never they never got the nerves. They, they didn't allow the nerves to get to them because they knew, like, they knew we are dominating. They know we are dominating. They know this is our game, you know, like, we are not losing. We are in a winning position. Okay, like whatever happens, you know, like unless Dortmund went ahead to score, which they did, and of course Manchester City now responded with the penalty. It didn't take too long as well. So like not for long, like Manchester City were not behind in the tie for long. Now down to the controversy. Of course, the first leg, uh, Jude Bellingham's goal, um, which would have made that much. <sighs> this is also ifs we know. Like we don't know what would have happened if the ref allowed that goal maybe Manchester City would have scored 5 more who knows or maybe Dortmund would have scored 4 more but like if I just to analyse from the base surface of things we have to say that was a very very big 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 moment in this tie you know it was a big moment it was a very terrible one for Dortmund at that because that goal had to stand because it was purely and completely legal and I'm sure they would they would really be thinking about that right now but like it's gone and in the second leg they they the penalty, the penalty which which uh, which equalised for City, Real Juarez. I have to say this. <sighs> My opinion on it is like I don't blame the referee for giving it, you know, because because of two things actually, because of two things. In moments like this, there are rules concerning handball which I can go into, but I do not want to. There are rules concerning handball and like, but at the end of the day, a lot of things are down to interpretation these moments you have to interpret as a referee and now what are the things you look for you look for like the your line of vision as the player the player's line of vision the player's body shape the player's reactions bodily reactions these are things that the referees learn and have very good knowledge about because like if you want to know if a player attempted to touch the ball with his hand like no matter how the player tries to disguise where he's looking like if you want to do like a no look or something no look handball 
but like you can see the moment you can see the body shape you can see you can see the how the body is leaning and you can know okay this is intentional it's not intentional what i have to say for emery's of course it wasn't intentional but like again the way he went with his hand and his head at the same time put the referee in a very difficult position like i'm not going to sit here and say that's a still one penalty because i don't know everything and on this one on this one i have to say like it's really open to interpretation but like i do not blame the referee for giving it i i don't blame the referee at all for giving this as a penalty as i said earlier i'm going to explain to you emery went with his head and his hand at the same time and he hit his head and hit his hand but then things like his arm there was loads of movement on his arm like in terms of going towards the direction of the ball and now what i have to tell you is this if a player tried to disguise a header and use his hand instead the player's body movement, bodily movement and bodily reaction should have exactly been exactly the same as Emery's. So even though Emery wasn't guilty, Emery Chan wasn't guilty of like doing this intentionally, but these are the difficult positions that the referees get get put in, in my opinion. Because like there's no difference if he did it intentionally or if he didn't, just because of the way his body movement is the body shape the way he ducked and his, his shoulders the way his shoulders and head move together like for to be a defender in that position he just went for the header very wrongly you have to let your feet lift the ground and you have to bullet it out like fly diving and clear it away with your head but he, he planted his feet and once you plant your feet then you, your your arm gets extended this is a problem you know so this is all about understanding the natural movement of the body and the arm and I have to say, probably, like, if I'm even to lean towards any side, I'll say it's definitely a pen. Because at the end of the day, now, like, before I started talking about it, I actually didn't have an opinion on it. I'm just, I'm just running, I'm just thinking about it for the first time as I'm, as I'm talking to you guys here. But, now I've analyzed it here successfully, I have to say, I think the referee had no choice but to give a penalty. So, if I want to revisit my predictions, I said Bayern will go through the didn't. But also, in all fairness to me, in all fairness to myself, to be honest, Lewandowski was very healthy when I made this prediction and then he he got injured on international duty and sadly yeah yeah sadly it's <laughs> sadly that's all I can say sadly Lewandowski was missed because Bayern created a chance and they could have gone I believe if it was playing um, Bayern would have gone through but well that's my only wrong prediction 3 over 4 75% not bad thank you once more for listening to Tana break down the game for you so extensively explain stuff come on you know this is the best football podcast you know and that's why you're meant to show us more love here by subscribing by sharing by telling your friends and your friends friends and your family's family about the Tana Talk Soccer podcast come on once my I'm Lotana Uruchi imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 